Today we started the, in our first reading the, the book of Ruth, which is a really wonderful story about David's, King David's ancestors before the monarchy was ever established. Because if you can recall, the book begins, it says, in the time of the judges, the judges were before the kings of Israel. The kings started around, say, 1000 B.C. So the time of the judges was from about 1200 B.C. to 1000 B.C. So in that time period, before there was ever royalty or royal blood or a monarchy or anything, there were these descent ancestors of King David, and that's what this story is about. And they were poor people. And uh, so we see this kind of emphasis on poverty. Uh, this woman, Ruth, despite her mother-in-law's great poverty, incredible poverty, no, at that time, because they, they lost their husbands, that time without a husband economically you were a pauper okay you didn't you're hopeless you needed some kind of male figure to be plugged into the economy uh, whether that be a husband or a father and so without that kind of um, so those social connections you were really out on a limb despite that great poverty and the unfortunate circumstances um, that these women faced you have this this incredible fidelity of Ruth towards her mother-in-law, Naomi. And uh, even to compound it even more, Ruth was a foreigner. She wasn't even of the same ethnicity as Naomi. She was a Moabite. She wasn't an Israelite. So it's all the more so this kind of extraordinary um, act of devotion and love towards her mother-in-law. So speaking and thinking about poverty today, we also celebrate the Feast of uh, St. Louis, St. Louis, King, King Louis the Great. And this is, this guy is an amazing saint. I love this guy so much. He's an incredible, incredible saint. He lived in the Middle Ages, um, around the year, I don't know, I think maybe 1260, something like that. And he flourished, you know, he was king of France, uh, around 12, 1250, 1260. At that time, there was the Crusades that were taking place, okay? So from about 1090 to about 1280 or so, there were five or six major crusades. King Louis was was a leader in, in one or two of these crusades. Okay, so he was a great warrior, and there's lots of accounts of his of his prowess and his courage in battle. One story has it that there were uh, six uh, what they call Turks or uh, Muslims who were attacking him. He was all by himself, and he would he would throw himself into the. First of all, he's the king. Uh, he's not exactly expendable, and he would be going on the front lines of battle. You know, he's leading his men by example, uh, as well as by word. And he would actually choose out the areas of the battle where it was where it was most intense, and he would go right there. You know, so he was a very, very fierce and brave warrior. And there's a story of him uh, taking on six Muslims and beating them, six of them. You know, so he was a great warrior, but at the same time, he had an amazing devotion. He's extremely devout, and so. The, the the account of his acts of devotion are really over the top. They're just unbelievable. He would get up with a in his royal estate. He had um, uh, monks that were living there, basically at a monastery, and he would join them all the time. It was almost like people were confused whether this guy was a monk or whether he was the king of France. You know, they, <laughs> so he'd get up at midnight along with the monks, and they would pray matins. And then he'd get up at, they'd pray prime, what's called prime. These are different hours of the day where the monks would pray. And he would do that throughout the course of the day. And then he would hear two masses a day. And then during Lent, he'd hear three masses of three masses a day. And then in addition to that, he had all these personal devotions that he would do. And he was 
a big strong man, but he would subject himself to fasting and he would uh, wear the hair shirt, which is underneath the royal robes. This was not completely unknown for, for royalty to do this. Underneath their royal robes, they would wear basically like a, a material that was incredibly uncomfortable, like sackcloth, and it was a penitential action. So he would do that quite frequently. Many other acts of penance. I mean, you read about this guy, and you really think it's like this is this is crazy. It's unbelievable. Um, and then he was a he was a family man. So his, his the queen was and and him had a great relationship, uh, which was. You know, not super common at that time. Lots of times, marriage alliances, royalty, they were just alliances of political nature. You know, there was convenience, and sometimes a queen and a king, they really wouldn't relate to each other or see each other. It was more of a, of a kind of a political um, arrangement. But not in this case. This was a true, a true love and a true romance. And there's many letters that we have written between King Louis and his wife, and they had eleven children together. And um, one of his, uh, there's a wonderful letter written that King Louis wrote to his son when King Louis was dying. It was like his last testament. And, uh, you know, it just brings tears to your eyes to see the kind of advice that the father is giving to the son as to how to rule the kingdom and how to be just and how to uh, fear God and never favor um, those who are just rich, but to have a preference for the poor. So that's where I end now uh, with this whole thing of the poor coming back to Ruth, the story of Ruth, and this whole theme of poverty and and love despite poverty. This was so verified in, in King Louis's life. Every Wednesday and Friday, which were penitential days, you know, traditionally, he would invite thirteen beggars into his uh, palace, and he would wa- he would personally wash their feet and kiss their feet. So every Wednesday and Friday he would do that with just poor people and beggars. And then on Saturday he would take two of the 13 and he would then feed them personally. He'd bring them in and he'd have like a dinner prepared and he would feed them, serve them. He went to the hospitals and he served also in the hospitals. And rumor has it, story has it, sometimes he'd go and he'd, in the middle of the night, he'd sleep in the hospital next to all these people with diseases and stuff. Okay, This guy was really holy. I mean... Unbelievable saint. There's a funny story to show you his humility, where one time he's washing the feet of this beggar, <laughs> and the beggar says, "When he's when he's saying, oh, um, sire, it appears that you've missed some dirt between my big toe and my the, the second toe. Could you get that?" And and King Louis's officials and servants who were there standing by were like, <gasps> "Like, oh my gosh! I mean." Giving him an arm and he takes a leg. I mean, whoa! You know, you don't do that with a king, right? And and King Louis just responded, "Oh, I, oh, I'm very sorry. Please forgive me." I and then he he proceeds to wash out the the toe jelly, you know, of this guy. And it's it's like really, King Louis was amazingly a humble man and had an incredible love for the poor. So, my brothers and sisters, how does that apply to us? Well, we should take care of the poor, but. More than that, though, we can look towards one another and we can look to everybody, even those people who have a sufficient amount of material and financial resources, and we can look where really is the poverty, because poverty is is something more than just a lack of material goods. There is a, a poverty of love that many people experience. They don't have enough love. There is a, a poverty of respect that many people uh, experience, and we should be attuned 
to others, to see their lack in these areas. And uh, by God's grace and, you know, in the name of God's love, uh, like St. Louis, we should meet that poverty um, with humility and with love and with, with recognition.